Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on a bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out a bad seat, broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad law, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios in New York City. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion shake it up, should do better. Oh, my friend, they come around, thoughts of fighter, party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs up down, what a mess, stats tatter, my brains are splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free hotline brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Fumbo, we got a fumbo. We got a fumbo. We're going out of way. Tie game in Seattle and the Pacific Northwest, and the Vikings just coughed it up deep in their own end. And now Seattle with a chance to convert and take the lead. And they were getting spanked in this game, weren't they? What was it like 14-10? It was 7-zip? I mean, what haven't they done? I mean, they really weren't getting spanked. I mean, they handed the Vikings one of their touchdowns on a fluky double-tipped ball. Um, you know, they were down 7 nothing for, you know, early in the first. It's It's been a pretty even game. Who do you like in this one tonight, Carver High? I like the Hawks going in. I didn't like hearing that half the team had the flu going over the weekend, but... Um, is this like the Patriots whole team was sick? A similar situation I heard. There was they were saying today that there was at least uh between nine and twelve guys or something on the team that had the flu in the last couple of days. So, so hey. who's injured here? They got a Viking injured and two of them are down. Two of them are down in this game at the same time. They're dropping like flies. All right, uh, Johnny Ballpark Franks will join us at 40 past this hour from uh, WNSR in Nashville. We'll talk to him about how hot the Titans have been. They're playing good football right now, and they're uh, dominating, running the ball, and uh, they're getting it done. I bet on them yesterday to win outright. They did it. Tannehill's been great, too, since he's gone in. It's the end of Mariota. Sure is. Tannehill's going to be the guy there. I could see them, like, drafting a quarterback and him, like, being the quarterback again next year right. while they get him ready, but he's been great for them. He's been way better than he ever was in Miami. And, and listen, they also it also helped that they got a couple of big special teams plays in that game also. Uh, the tied at 17 in the fourth, getting the blocked uh, field goal return for a touchdown. So they got it from all phases of the game. So uh, Monday Night Football going on. Two of the NFC's best between the Seahawks and Vikings. We'll keep our eyes on this one. Uh, Seattle can take over first in the NFC West with a win, believe it or not. In yesterday's action, the Ravens got a last-second field goal to beat the Niners. Texans beat up the Pats Sunday night. The Titans get the huge win in Indy. The Steelers 
effectively eliminate the Browns in the AFC with the Ravens moving to the top of the betting board in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Do you agree they're the favorites to win it all? Do you think the Ravens are going to win the Super Bowl, Mafia? I don't know if I'm going to pick them to win the Super Bowl, but I definitely agree with them being the favorites. I mean, when you look at what they've done this year, it's been incredible. No one can stop Lamar Jackson. They just run the ball on everybody. And then you get situations, you know, they went to beat New England. They went and beat San Francisco. Those are the other two teams that people were talking about being the ones you got to watch out for, right? So if they beat the best, then they are the best, right? Well, we'll see. What do you think? Do you think they can do it? Look, they've beaten the other big teams at home. You know, they beat the Patriots at home. They beat the Niners at home. That was uh, a real dogfight yesterday. Horrible weather in Baltimore. Back and forth, they were throwing punches at each other. And uh, the Ravens get the Justin Tucker. Either all the all these kickers in this league suck, right? All of them suck, right? Except that guy. He could go out there and win a game. I mean, the win, the rain, forty-nine yarder to win it. Ice in his veins. That guy never misses. Do Tucker. you think that um, if they played in Miami on a beautiful night in the Super Bowl in February, and it's you know seventy-five degrees and dry? that the Niners could beat the Ravens. I think it would be like, you know, yesterday. Same kind of game. It would be a different kind of game a little bit because the weather played a big part in that game. But I think it would be a a tight defense, couple of big defensive plays, things like that. I could, like a 2017, 24-14 type of, uh, 24-21 type of game. Would you bet on the Niners to win or you'd still take Jackson? If if I get what I was getting yesterday, six points with the Niners, I would absolutely uh, play them again. That's for sure. It won't be that if they meet again. Mafia, who do do you like if they play again in the Super Bowl? San Francisco or Baltimore? I'd probably bet, you know, Baltimore to win, San Francisco on the the, uh, spread, depending on what it is. I'd probably middle that one because of how close it was the first time and it'd probably be similar. Probably be the same kind of game. So uh, we'll talk about any of those games uh, from yesterday. That's for sure. 855-212-4CBS. College football on Saturday saw another classic Iron Bowl with Auburn beating Alabama 48-45 at a wild game to get Bama two losses to keep them out of the playoff. Thank God. When has anyone not named Clemson ever punched Bama in the mouth so much? I mean, I've never seen them get scored on in a regular season game since I've been watching college football. Yeah, you know, no offense to anybody in Tuscaloosa because I'm not like, uh, you know, I'm not out to get them. I could care less what they do. I'm not a fan. I'm not an enemy. I'm not a, uh, you know, I have no bones in it. I just, I have to say that I just don't feel, and I know they want, they don't want to hear it, but I don't believe that it's good for college football that one team is in it every single year. No, I loved watching. I mean, it go just down. five years in a row they're in it. It's just. Every, it's like they have a reserved uh, parking spot in the college football playoff, and then Nick Saban always gets his way. I'm sick and tired of it. I got to tell you, I think it's good for college football that it's just going to be different teams. Now, Clemson's back. Well, it's, it's going to be, you know, they're going to be out, but Clemson and Ohio you know, Ohio State hasn't been in the last few years. Clemson's been in there every year, LSU too. hasn't been in there. They it. will be in there. So, But it's like you say, Bama's been in every single year. Guys, just relax. It's Who- not your year. It's not your year. It's take, over. Take a break. It's okay? over. It's For over. For one year, you got to sit it out and watch everybody yeah, else play. It, it's okay? not your year. That's and it. You're done, and it doesn't matter what you think. You can cry all you want about. I know they were crying about the flag. It was their fault. Was it not their fault? For that guy to whine after the game, it was embarrassing. With all the winning that they have done down there, for him to whine, he can't even handle losing with the punter substitution or whatever. All he blamed the, the other team for I couldn't that. believe it. 
And then he got he took a beating for that, didn't he? On Big on uh, like social media, As he took he a should've. beating. So uh, we'll see what happens with them. Where do you think they go now? What are, what does that mean for them? Who the, the who cares dot com bowl? That that's yeah. where they're going. So but they'll play in some. You know they'll play. They're in not one even of, playing in the SEC championship. No, as they shouldn't. They'll play in one of those New Year's Six bowls. You even know, if they won that game, they weren't playing in the title game. They were out of the title game no matter what. No matter what. But they are uh, whoever they play in a bowl game, they're going to trounce. Maybe maybe they're going to play some. You gotta, you gotta, game. but you know, you gotta remember something too. They're not gonna care about that game. That game, that's gonna be one of those games where if they're laying a lot of points to somebody, a spunky team maybe there for the first time, that's gonna be so a spot where yeah, I don't know. You're gonna want to take that team because they are gonna absolutely not care at all about that game. I feel that, like they're gonna take it out on whoever they play. Actually. That could be one of those situations where all those guys who have a first round draft grade. Decide, I'm not going to play the bowl game. I'm going to protect myself for the draft. Because if it doesn't matter, what's it worth it to them? Yeah, you might be right about that. That Now guys are doing that left and right, right? They're just saying, I'm not playing in a game that's going to hurt my uh, chances to make money. Because we've seen it before, right? We've seen, um, you know, guys not play uh, over their uh, draft stock and their, you know, the money they're going to make. That they could it could impact their financial future. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, who's going to get the fourth spot in the playoff behind LSU, Clemson, and Ohio State? Who has it right now? Well, we'll know tomorrow night when they do the new rankings tomorrow night. Um, it, it's very tough because was Utah that impressive against Colorado? I mean, they ended up winning the game. They did what they had to do. Is that who the fourth team would, everybody thinks it's well, going to be? Well, I mean, some think it could be Oklahoma. Some think it could be Utah. So, you know, there's... There's definitely some debate think? there. Who, who's better, Oklahoma or Utah? Please, I, if they played that, Oklahoma, would beat them. Yeah, I think that ultimately, Oklahoma, <sighs> and, I, and I'll tell you this: I don't think it's even going to be a discussion because I think Utah is going to lose to Oregon on Friday night. So, oh, so you think there is that game at Outson or where is that's that a, game? That's a Pac-12 title it's like game. Some, I got it's, uh, it's a yeah. neutral field. Yeah, it's a Pac-12 title game. I got to see where it is, but. Still, I think that Utah loses to Oregon, and it's not going to matter. Find out where that game is. Where, where are they playing that game? We'll find out. I know they're playing this week. That should be a pretty good game. Uh, this Friday night, is that what it is? The college uh, carousel is underway. Plenty of firings. That guy, Matt Luke, right? He's out. The game's in Santa Clara at the Niners Stadium, uh, the Pac-12 championship. And then Chris, uh, so the guy at Ole Miss is out, right, Luke? Yes. And then uh, like half the team wants to quit over it. Oh, because uh, he's leaving. Yes, yeah, Ole Miss. And they're saying if they don't get, if they don't keep some of the assistant coaches, that a lot of these guys are saying they're transferring. Okay, bye. See ya. You don't matter anyway. Chris Peterson quit at uh, Washington, which I found stunning. Yeah, that was a big, a and big then, surprise. To and me. then uh, Shiano got his money. He got what thirty-two million dollars. Got his money. Got whatever he wanted. So he making about. So. He got uh, what did he get? Eight. He got. Thirty-two million. So what is it? Four million a year. Didn't he get like an eight-year yeah, deal? He got a lot of money, and here's what he'll Did do. Did he get eight years? He'll make them better, but he'll never get them to the level of those other teams in the Big never. Ten. Never, never. But they'll win more than they they'll do. They'll be. They'll go six and six instead of three and nine. So they'll know? be competitive. Because uh, now against, they aren't against that second and third level of the Big Ten. They're not right. going to be competitive with the Ohio States and the Michigans and the Penn States. They're not going to be competitive with those teams. That but, was a real competitive game on Saturday in Ann Arbor, too. That was a real competitive oh football God. game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They just bend over every single year to Ohio State. They own them like nothing I've ever seen. Do you uh, think he survives that? Yeah, he will. He just, they're just who, gonna, are they, who are they going to hire? Who are they, they hiring? 
Honestly. Chris Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a lot going on. 855-212-4CBS. We're watching. Did they get anything out of that? A field goal? Are they up 20 to 17? Did they Did they kick? Did they? Yes, they're up 20 to 17 on the Vikings now with like five and change left in the third up in Seattle. It's Monday Night Football. It's Pharrell on the bench on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So uh, tomorrow night we got uh, Duke, Michigan State. How does that sound for a little uh, Tuesday night lid? You like that one? That should be a good game, right? That could be like a national championship type game. Seriously, aren't you know Michigan State's losing all these games early in the season, right? So that they can be in the Final Four. Isn't that what it's all about? Play the tough schedule, lose doesn't matter. Come back at the end, win the Big Ten title, and then go uh, to the Final Four. Do you smell that happening? And Duke always gets there, don't they? The Elite Eight, at They'll least. They'll all be there. They, they've, they've, what is there been a new number one team for four weeks it's in a row? The same I mean, thing. They're all going to be there. Every one of them. Also, I will say, there's one. Here's where. Uh, here's one where you do kind of raise your eyebrows and go, "Oh, I didn't know that was going to happen." Michigan was unranked, and they've beaten everybody. everybody. They're playing like, Louisville tomorrow. Like they have played big teams too. Right. They, Who they beat? Gonzaga out there in that tournament last week. That with the tournament that they won, North Carolina, Gonzaga. They beat somebody else. So Michigan and Juwan Howard have come out of the gates here, and they've been a surprise. They weren't highly ranked like these other teams. And that's they good played to see great. them jump up into into the mix. And Juwan Howard's done a great job there. Do you th- is that game with Duke, Michigan State? It's in East Lansing at the Breslin. Is it's a Big Ten ACC challenge? I think and they're those actually- are usually at the home at at the actual. Right, sites. I think they're actually playing them at the Breslin tomorrow. A tough team to beat up there. I'll tell you that much. Some of, some of that home cooking with the refs, but uh, they're giving them six. Michigan State's giving Duke six. Yeah, or Duke's give, yeah. Michigan State State's got to be favored. They're favored over Duke by six. Jeez, you'd think that'd be one and a half too, right? Six is pretty fat. If you ask me, there's something fishy going on there, like salmon or coho. Eight five five two one two four CBS to get on the bench at uh. You know, I didn't get a chance. Obviously, I wasn't on. But now that I am, uh, we didn't reflect on any of these games. Carver High, what did you think of the uh, the Bills stomping the Cowboys on Thanksgiving? Not only did they stomp them, but it was like the most viewed Thanksgiving Day football game in 20 years. Yeah, I was proud, obviously. I went into the game thinking that they could win it. I didn't like the first drive of the game. The Cowboys went right down the field and took a 7 nothing. I bet lead. on them, the Bills. And... Look, I think that it was a big moment for Josh Allen and that team that has gotten, as we know, no recognition this year. And now, 9-3, and three, they're in a great position. They have a huge game with the Ravens this week at home. I don't think they're going to win it, but maybe they hang around in that game at home this week against why, the Ravens. Why can't they win it? Uh, they can. I just I don't think that they will, but we'll see. You know, anything can Why not? happen. Because uh, weren't the, uh, weren't I, I the just Ravens, wasn't their big game yesterday? Now they right. got to go to and, Buffalo. And, they and, think that's just a joke probably. And I like that I that I had the extra rest because we played on Thursday, obviously. So the Bills are going to get 10 days off before that Raven game. Look, I just think that it was a big day for Josh Allen. And it was a big day for that Bills defense. They, they pressured Dak. They got sacks on him, fumbles. The, they had the fat guy interception, too, with the big guy, Starla Tulele, getting that pick 
Uh, just an all-around big day. Can you day. believe how bad Dallas is? Yeah, they suck. Can you believe that they're going to, you know, it's not over yet, obviously, but it seems to me that they're going to they're gonna win by losing. Right. They're because gonna back the Eagles, into the playoffs. The Eagles, who had an opportunity yesterday to pull into a tie with them, couldn't beat the Dolphins down in Miami. So the Eagles suck. The Cowboys suck. I mean, there's and people. Then, isn't it next Monday? The Eagles are playing the Giants. Oh, we oh, have to watch that that's monstrosity. That's an awful Monday night two game games left against the Giants. They got yeah. the Giants twice, the Redskins, and the Cowboys. All they have is division games left, so they can still take it. You cannot trust that Philadelphia Eagle football team. They're you so can. awful. Wentz has been terrible. Do you remember uh, we, you know, been on this show a long time? I actually have said to you. Remember, we had these conversations. I said on this show, I know emphatically that. Foles won the Super Bowl, and that guy stood on the sideline, and he may he, he you know he got a ring, but he may never sniff another one in his career. Not the way he's playing now, that's for sure. All the money they gave him in this offseason right. is looking terrible. But you right don't now. know if that's true. That's a dangerous way to make a living, predicting that a guy like that will never get back to a Super Bowl because they could very well make a Super Bowl one day, the Eagles. But the way he looks – since that knee surgery, and, and I don't really believe there's anything wrong with his knee. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's healthy. I just think he's been terrible. And I think that team has been terrible. And uh, their defense is, you know, like butter. You can go right through them, right? The Eagles flat out do not matter at all. They do not matter at all. What did I say to you before the uh, show tonight? I said, can they cover eight and a half at home on Monday Night Football? I don't even think they can do it. There's a bomb. We're going hizzy. The Seahawks are going hizzy. We got a little bomb going on here, and you got to look for the seven flags they throw on every play. Any flags? No flags. Seattle now going to go up 10 if they can kick the extra point. The extra point now in the NFL has become a nightmare. No extra point is, is secure or safe. These guys have some kind of, is that the Macarena going? What do they got temptations going? Temptations dance Was that the Temptations? The Four Tops? What was that? <laughs> they had some action going right there. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, four weeks left in pro football. The bowl season is almost upon us. This is when it matters most. Get on PharrellOnTheBench.com. Killer picks, NBA, college rack, NHL, boxing, MMA, every fight. Incredible price, even better results. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. The Seahawks have scored again early in the fourth and now up 34-17 on the Vikings. This was a close game. It was tied, right, at the half or something like that? So it was it, – it, oh, Vikings were up three at the half. What was it? Uh, are you sure? Anyway, it's not close anymore. There you go. So uh, Johnny Ballpark Franks uh, does afternoons on WNSR in uh, Smashville. You've heard him on the bench before. I've been on his show. Good guy. How you doing, Ballpark? Life is good. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend. You too, brother. So I, I thought that, uh, you know, I bet on them yesterday, the Titans. I took them, and uh, I was very excited uh, to see the way uh, they responded on the road. Division game in Indy. It was huge. The game was tight. It was tied. Next thing you know, uh, they get it done, like two quick scores, and it was over, and they went at 31-17. Very impressive. Three in a row now. Five of six, and Tannehill's just absolutely rolling. That's right. Since Ryan Tannehill has taken over as a starting quarterback, he's five and one, and he's been doing great, especially 
when the Titans get in the red zone, uh, they don't settle for field goals. They score touchdowns. And, and between Ryan Tannehill and then Derek Henry doing the Derek Henry things that we kind of have grown accustomed to, I mean, since the start of 2017, he's just under 3,000 rushing yards on, uh, during that span. He's already has over 2,900 yards rushing, and uh, he's been very special as well. And and now here we are going into the month of December, four games to go after the win against Indianapolis yesterday, and the opportunity is there for the Titans as far as taking the AFC South. They still have two meetings with Houston, uh, which right now going into this week, uh, they have the one-game edge over the Titans, so everything's in place for the Titans. If they take care of business, they can take control of the AFC South. So they actually, you know, with Henry, I think in those three wins, all three of them, he led the NFL in rushing, and he did it again yesterday with that performance uh, in Indianapolis. What do you think's been the difference for him? Is it up front with the line? Why is he uh, just exploding like that? Well, we saw this out of Derrick Henry when he was at Alabama. The more carries he gets, uh, especially when we get into the second half, you can tell when he gets the extra carries, uh, he starts getting a better yards per carry average, and he punishes the defensive players as well, and he kind of wears them down. He's got a chance to do something against Oakland on uh, Sunday. This never happened before in the NFL. He could become the first player in NFL history with at least 145 yards rushing and one rushing touchdown. He's done it three straight. Nobody in the NFL has ever done it four consecutive games. He has a chance to do that on Sunday in Oakland. Do you think that they can uh, go on the road and keep this momentum going and win that game? Well, here's the thing. The Titans so far this year, 500 team on the road, three for three. But the Oakland Raiders, I mean, they are solid at home. They're four and one. I really, you know, I looked back uh, about a month and a half ago and I looked at the schedule and of all the games, I had two circled, Kansas City uh, back last month on November 10th. And I had this one circled. If the Titans were still in contention, this was going to be the key game because it certainly has implications with regards if you're competing for one of the wild card spots, uh, it could come into an effect as far as the tiebreakers, as far as conference records. But it's tough going from the East Coast to the West Coast. And, and plus, it's just a tough venue for the Titans anyway uh, in games played in Oakland. So it's not going to be easy for the Titans on Sunday. You know, they uh, if they can win an Indy in a divisional game, I, I just don't see why they can't beat the Raiders. I, you know, I wish the Oakland Raiders had had a winning streak or something. The fact that they've lost two straight, uh, that probably bothers me the most about the Raiders. Uh, because, you know, this team, as far as the Raiders going into the two losses, remember, they had won five out of their last seven, so they've been hot. I, I don't know if the – I mean, from, something tells me the Raiders aren't going to stay down for long, and they still have some fight left in them, and they still have things to play for as well. I mean, they're 6-6. Six and six. You know, it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Raiders to play themselves into a playoff spot as well. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. You know, it's the late game on uh, one of the late games on Sunday afternoon, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. This, to me, will be the separation between are we talking about a real threat as far as the playoffs for the, from a Titans perspective, or are they just flirting with an 8-8, eight 9-7 and eight, and and kind of record? So uh, Johnny Ballpark Franks is with us from WNSR in Nashville. Uh, Tannehill, since he got that job, has just tore it up. And, I mean, it's the end of uh, Mariota as we know him, right? Like, tell me what you think the future holds here for 
uh, both of them. I, you know, because we think Tannehill stays, and then they might draft a, a quarterback and and put him under his wing, and that uh, Mariota's toast. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I feel like Marcus Mariota's days are numbered here in Nashville. Uh, who knows? Maybe the, a new venue somewhere else will give him uh, a new opportunity. But Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he, and, and, you know, when the Titans made the move in the offseason and, and traded for Ryan Tannehill, I just honestly felt, and I said it then, and, and I kept saying it even before the season began, it was just a matter of time for Ryan Tannehill to take over as far as running that offense. And, you know, for me, I think it really, you know, you go back to 2016 when Marcus Mariota's uh, season came to an end uh, in the next to last game of the season with the, uh, the fracture in his leg, I just felt like Marcus Mariota has never really truly been the same since then. But, you know, something about Ryan Tannehill, you could just tell by even when he was waiting for the opportunity early on, he was paying attention, he was ready. He just felt like whenever his name was called, he was ready to take over the reins of that offense and he certainly has made the most of that opportunity since he was named the starter. Uh, there's no doubt. Uh, Johnny Ballpark Franks with us again on the bench. So uh, that defense isn't too uh, shabby either. Evans, Ryan, uh, guys, uh, you know, Casey, they've all been getting to the quarterback, and they are, you know, pretty impressive for a bunch of no-names that really nobody ever talks about the Tennessee Titans on a national level. And, you know, even on Sundays, they're playing this great football every week and they're kicking everybody's ass and, you know, they're fighting for a playoff spot, but you never hear anybody talking about them. What about this defense of theirs? Well, the defense, honestly, it, and even when Marcus Mariota was the, the starting quarterback, the defense kept the Titans in ball games. I mean, they're eighth in the NFL as far as points allowed per contest. And so it is, when you have a defense like that, you don't need a lot of productivity as far as from an offensive standpoint, as you mentioned yesterday, game was tied 17 all. Uh, here's Adam Vinatieri uh, getting ready to attempt a field goal that would have given the Colts a three-point lead. Uh, it gets blocked, returned for a touchdown by the Titans, and then they score again. I mean, the Colts had a 17 to seven lead in that ball game yesterday before uh, the Tennessee Titans scored 24 unanswered points. I got to tell you, uh, they're in it, and the thing is, uh, like Pittsburgh's seven and five as well, and they have uh, more wins in the AFC. So I, I take it the Titans are really what their focus is is the division. It's not the Steelers, but that's the reality of what they're in. Is it's kind of a, a two horse race. They got to deal with with both of those situations because uh, they want to win the division, but if they don't, they have to they have to catch the Steelers. Isn't that about right? That's right, and, it's, and that's why when you look at the, the Titans' schedule in their four remaining games at Oakland this week, uh, next week they host Houston for one of their two meetings remaining with Houston. And then in between, by the way, uh, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints are coming to Nashville on December 22nd. So the, the next four games, not easy for the Titans, and in the fact right now they lose in a lot of the tiebreakers. And so if you, if you have to lose one of these four if you're the Titans, uh, make it against the Saints because you need that, you know, that extra win in the uh, conference uh, battle as far as tiebreakers. So Oakland would be nice. And hey, it's okay to go ahead and sweep Houston as well with these two games. What do they think of uh, like Vrabel in that town? Is everybody uh, kind of high on him right now because they're winning, or do they like him overall? <laughs> 
It's just like, uh, you know, waking up in the morning and the sun's out and then the sun goes down. Uh, Every week is a different story. Right now, you can certainly feel good about where the Titans are with the three-game winning streak and and knowing that two came against division opponents. One was against Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Uh, But it's been an up-and-down kind of thing uh, where a lot of the fans disgruntled at times especially with uh, from an offensive standpoint. Uh, right now, things are good. Uh, I don't, it, it's Once again, you, you know, it's one of these things where check in with us again uh, next week, and we'll see where we stand with the way the, the fans feel about Mike Vrabel. So uh, A.J. Brown's kind of been a, a star for them catching a rock. Uh, is everybody uh, excited about what he's doing? I love what he brings to the table, the rookie out of Ole Miss. He's been a very special player. And one of the things that makes Ryan Tannehill extra special, a lot of times quarterbacks find their favorite receiver and they lock in on that particular guy. Ryan Tannehill's keeping a lot of his receivers, a lot of his weapons happy in the sense that, you know, he's unpredictable. He doesn't just settle on one guy or two guys. He works the ball around, which obviously when you do that and you have a threat like Derrick Henry, at any time can break a long touchdown run. It keeps the defenses honest that he goes up against week in and week out. So uh, what's the deal with the Predators these days? Uh, Well, luckily for the Nashville Predators, there's still uh, 50-plus games to go. They they struggled through a long losing streak in the month of November uh, on a from a negative standpoint, if you look at it from the glass uh, half-empty, uh, they're next to last in the division. Uh, if you look at it from a positive standpoint, forget about St. Louis right now. St. Louis with a, uh, you know, running away with things right now inside the division. But with that said, despite the long losing streak in the month of November, the Predators with the next three games at home here in Nashville or Smashville, as you'd like to call as well, uh, the Predators only six points out of second. And so at this point, it's important for the Nashville Predators just to build some momentum get some consistency, you know, put together two or three wins in a row and, and, and try to put what happened in November behind them. Do you think they can uh, beat Tampa tomorrow night at home? I mean, they haven't been playing well either. They've dropped, I think, three in a row going into that game. I think they're, frankly, a, on paper, on ice, they're a better team than the Predators. Well, on paper, yes. And But here's the thing. Both of these teams, is, you know, the ironic part is, you know, you're talking about, you know, the last two years, these are the two teams that won the President's Trophy. And, you know, both of these teams off to the, – the, the weird thing about the Nashville Predators, they started the season on a very high note before they went into that losing streak. But, yes, certainly if you're a fan of either Tampa Bay or the Nashville Predators, this is not where you want to be at this point. Uh, but both of these teams have the potential to reel off a – you know, several consecutive wins and, and put together two hot streaks at the same time. Uh, if you're a fan of Nashville, you want the Lightning to have to wait another game. I mean, uh, can you believe, honestly, Johnny, Johnny Ballpark Franks with us from Nashville on uh, NSR, do you believe that, like, from the Stanley Cup Finals losing to the Penguins, where they've fallen? I mean, they've, like, you know, it's crazy, but we've seen this happen to teams that, frankly make the finals and then they disappear off the face of the earth that's kind of what's happened to the predators i can't even believe it with that great goalie they have well and the thing is you know they had triple digits as far as points last year and they just could not make a run as far as once they got into the playoffs and and we go back to a a solid beginning in october 
November was not kind to the Nashville Predators, but it's a long season, and it's and they have too much talent. Uh, they have uh, too many weapons, and and you, you they have a lot of strength there as far as from a goalie standpoint as well. It's just a matter of time that you're hoping, if you're a fan of the Preds, uh, for them to be able to put all this together and, and establish that chemistry again. Johnny, you're the man. Always good to have you on the bench, brother. I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, good having you on tonight. Thanks for coming on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you again. Merry Christmas to all of you. All right, Johnny Ballpark Franks from WNSR uh, in Nashville. Smashville City. I love it. Uh, anyway, Seattle had that big lead, but the Vikings struck, and they're now down 10 with 10 and change to go. Carver High, who do you like in the uh, Titans game at the Raiders Sunday afternoon in a late game in uh, the Black Hole? I like the Titans. The Raiders are finished. <laughs> They're finished. Did you watch any of that game yesterday? It was like How they quit. How embarrassing they were. And then they actually sat there after the and game. And cried. And cried about that interception being taken away. What was it, 30 to nothing when that interception happened? Yeah. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Shut up. Yeah, they're done. Mafia, who do you like in that game, uh, the Titans or the Raiders? I like the Titans. They both have a good running game going, but the Titans have a defense that's just shutting people down. All right, so uh, Seattle has the Rock. They're in Minnesota territory down to about the 35. Later at 11.20 Eastern, Andy Baskin, our good friend from Cleveland, on the fan. I still love Cleveland and the fan and the fans in Cleveland. I just hate the Browns. Am I allowed to hate the Browns? I think so. Nice job by the Browns yesterday against the Steelers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.